you would be so proud of me. I would. I would you preface things that way? I'm typically not. You'd be so proud of me. I've had a light going off in my car for three months. What's the light? Low windshield wiper fluid. Okay, that's an easy. Did you do it yourself? Um. Okay. Hold come on. on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. So come on. in November of 2023. Okay. I stopped at a quick trip. Okay. To purchase. Uh, windshield wiper fluid. Okay. So you can buy that there. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. And it has sat in the back of my car since then. Th being frozen and unfrozen. Well, I guess it doesn't freeze. It doesn't freeze. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Is right. If there was a threat of it being unusable, then I probably would have addressed the situation beforehand. And? And today, I officially Oi. ran out of windshield wiper fluid in my car. So I, along the side, not along the side of the interstate, <laughs> but I was along a busy road. You didn't, you could have just done it at home. Do you use windshield wiper fluid like often? Like yeah. I need to pull over because I can't make it to my destination without more windshield wiper fluid. Well, sometimes I get really thirsty and I just lean my head out the window. No, why did you pull over to do this? Well, I didn't pull over. I was already at my destination. It was just that on the way, you know, cause you wake up in the morning, you've got grime on your windshield. I, I right? don't know. I don't know. Right? I don't know. Right, everybody? And so, I, yeah, I was driving to where I was going, and so then I, I, I tried to spray the window, and I couldn't. And I said, alas, this is the end. I'm going to have to address this situation. And the thing with me and cars is... I take them so seriously in so much as that, like, I got a light on. We're addressing it now. It's getting Did the light come with. on today? Oh, well, I mean... Oh, well, actually, that that was a lie, I guess. Because <laughs> okay. the light's been on for months. All right, all right. But with serious stuff. I, you like, someone... like, like, for example, like, I'm out of the fluid. Because there was some still in there. Okay. But it's not like, like I run out of... now, I, every time the... you pressed it, you're just kind of like... Oh. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was rationing it, it's rationing time. it. You're just like, I just need a little squirt. I would no, literally, I would like hold down the button, so just like the least acceptable amount would come out to get all the grime off my windshield. I probably use that button two times. How much money would it take for you to to drink a cup? Zero dollars. Oh, I would like, like I wouldn't do it. Like no amount of money. Would okay, to drink a cup of the, you know that water at gas stations that no. they stick the thing in. No, first of all, is that even? Is there, is there soap in that water? If it wouldn't kill you, zero dollars, zero dollars that I'm not doing it. Like you can't pay me any all amount, right. any amount, all right, any amount. I don't really, I don't really use those. I don't know. I don't know. I just go to a car wash, but I, like I don't know. Am I wrong for that? I, I haven't been to a car wash in years. Well, I rely on nature to take care of my car, to wash my car, one might say. I'm not wasteful. It sounds like you like pee on your car or something. Anyway, the... <laughs> and so what if I... if I Would that be so terrible? I'm not here to pass judgment, except that's kind of the job. Mm -hmm. I was... I, I've had two Americanos today. I've had seven tablespoons of peanut butter. I'm feeling great. Hmm. I had a delicious, I made a little cauliflower crust pizza situation you did for take dinner. My advice then. I you said super pizza. You said za. I course. have a za. Cut it in squares beyond compare. Mm -hmm. You don't get that reference. <laughs> I guess you just don't get that reference. I don't. You just don't. What if you explained it to me? No. Okay. You know what I had for dinner? I had a, I'm in my air fried tofu era again. Uh, I, do you want, Listen, I claim to be an expert in probably a very short list of 
84 to 89 things. One of those things is air frying tofu. I could win competitions with my ability to air fry tofu. Mm -hmm. If you want to come over, you know, I'll charge $70 an hour and I'll just like consult with you on how to air fry tofu. I think the the art of it. I think the magic for me is always in the sauce. What 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 are we doing? The fact you're saying sauce is not a banner, but go ahead. Well, here's the thing. I got home. I was hungry. Okay. And I'm not making, I'm not making a batter on a Tuesday night. Absolutely not. not. But like a little, uh, I'll do like a seasoned flour. Yeah. You know, I'll do that. But this was, this was just tofu in the air fryer. And that was mainly because last night I did, you ever seen that thing online where people just tear into a whole block of tofu with some like chili oil and scallions? I have. I do that regularly. I'm, you know, I, I'm diggity down to eat raw tofu with a spoon. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'll go through. I, I'm kind of, I'm, I don't, I haven't found tofu in like a week. Wow. It's bad for okay. me. Well, I, uh, oh, sauce. Sauce. And then we, you know, we can touch on this more at the end. Let me tell you these ingredients. All right. Gochujang, soy sauce. Great start. Mm-hmm. Uh, slow down, slow down. Gochujang, comma, soy sauce. Comma, mi- mirin. Okay. Comma. Um, I'm going to throw you for a loop here. Ketchup. Wrong. No, not wrong at all. A little wrong. Not wrong at all. A little wrong. I, I took a risk today and I added the ketchup and you know why? It has a little sweetness, Got a little sweetness to it. A little, little sweetness. It's, you put mirin in it. And That's I, wanted, sweet. I wanted more sweetness. I all wanted right. more umami. I add, I'm, I'm, and I add more MSG. All right. All and right. guess what? If you look at, I'm just saying, if you look at a lot of gochujang based tofu sauces, I'm just saying you're going to find ketchup. Really? Yeah. Where do I look? Online on the internet. What's that? Oh, that's that thing. Yeah. 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 You were telling me about that the other day. Yeah. Yeah. How was that for you? It, I still don't fully understand it. But I will say that I have opened a Neopets account recently. How is that for That you? is true. And it's just as good Why? as it's ever been. Why? Impulse? Okay. Is the like... <laughs> I guess like, you know... So <laughs> like there's any other explanation. I, I want to ask this because, you know... I played a, a what we called an MMORPG, Memorpka, a massively multiplayer multiplayer online role playing game called RuneScape back yes, in the day. Yes, RuneScape. And uh, you know, it looked very different than it did. Now, nowadays, it looks very different than it did back yes, then. Yes, yes, very different. Yeah, is that is it very similar with Neopets or is it sort of unchanged? It is it is mostly completely unchanged. It feels like a website from 2004. And that to me feels so, 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 so good. Were you a Nintendogs girly? Yes. Who was not? I wasn't. You weren't a Nintendo. I girl? never. I never got in on that train. My first Nintendo dog's name was Lucy. She was a German Shepherd. Did on you? My teal Nintendo DS. All I know. The original one. All I know is that there was a really sad scene apparently, where apparently, if you went on vacation for a couple days and you forgot, forgot to put the dog at the dog hotel, you'd come back, dog covered in fleas, Aww. hungry, Aww. thirsty, Aww. ugly. I don't remember that. I was taking care of her. Well, good. Something that I. When was, was the re- last time you checked on her? About two. Days ago, you'd leave your animal alone for two days. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that a thing that's going around online? When's the last time you've checked on your Nintendo dogs? I will say, I don't know. I watched a 30 minute video about I, it. I today think I've, I've made these statements before that growing up, I didn't want for any video games. I think my parents just decided that they wanted to be the parents that just got me 
I was just always caught up on video games. But I will say the one thing that I did that I regret is that I, I was always trade up. Like, I'm going to go get the new thing, then tr trade in my old thing to get the new thing. And now I only want the old things. I want my Game Boy Advance. I want my original DS. I want a big fat Nintendo DS mm -hmm. XL more than anything. I'm yeah. playing a lot of old games recently. What was your what was your series as a kid? My my like the the franchise like the like for me it was Pokemon right uh, like what yeah, was it for it's you? It's Kirby Kirby all day. Like mm. I played a lot of Pokemon. I don't want to look at somebody. Pokemon. I don't want to look at somebody and say you look like a Kirby fan. I, 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 I feel like I do. I feel like that is a perfectly fine thing to say mm -hmm. and i own it and you know i i loved animal crossing i played a lot of animal crossing i played a lot of pokemon but i will say the games that i played a hundred percent through to completion every single time and that i was always 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 excited when new ones were coming out was mm. kirby games interesting and, uh that and mario tennis i love mario tennis it's uh a i was i was a mario game. golf girl mario golf is i have mario tennis on the nintendo 64 thank goodness gracious i i still have my super nintendo my nintendo 64 in my care currently and mario tennis on n64 is a hard game to play it is difficult it's fun but it's like this requires like me to develop skills to be good at this game there was a it was either on game boy or ds i think it was on ds there's a mario tennis game that was really good too i really enjoyed that mm -hmm. that might have been on game boy you know what i was thinking about today was i don't know if you remember back in the day in the day where if i just think because of how not readily available the internet was finding out like walkthroughs you'd open a dot txt file on an old website it was just something or you just go get the big old book yeah you know yeah like this literal physical books existed mm -hmm. for people to like find solutions to puzzles and things mm -hmm. and it felt so special to mm -hmm. understand like oh this is how i solve this thing. oh this is it you i know? i only really ever consulted that i was never a zelda girly uh, uh, but I wanted I, to be so I, bad, I but I was too. so stupid. My great aunt was just an absolute Zelda fangirl. She is the person who got me into sci-fi. She was just an absolutely amazing woman. And she loved, like she ate up every single Zelda game. What was the one that came out on the Wii? I don't remember. Twilight Princess. Yeah, I got that one, and that's the only one I've ever it's the, played. It's the, it's the emo one. Well, it's the of, emo of one, of but all. I'll tell you what, it was so hard, and like my great aunt, who, you know, was just breezing through it, and that's the only game I've ever, like, purchased a guide for, and I was like, I'm, like, literally, my stupid brain cannot figure out What's going on in this game? An amazing game, by the way. Amazing story. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know why I never continue to play Zelda. Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom are too giant for me to do. I, I like a little bit more of a condensed. Uh, listen, I'm a Kirby girl, right? Like, I you need, like a like, linear storyline. Like, I'm doing don't what I'm give doing. me choices. Tell I'm, me what to do I'm next. I'm running through. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm savoring a playthrough of uh, Kirby Forgotten Lands right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so it's such a lovely little game i'm restarting my Baldur's gate playthrough you and were you, saying that the other night and you i didn't know stop how i you. get you know how i get i'm not gonna see you you're not gonna see me um, you're my, gonna stop showering i'm gonna stop showering my eyes i'm gonna have well, to go as to the, if you were showering i'm gonna have to go to the doctor because the last time i played Baldur's gate literally my eyes i couldn't stare at screens i anymore. remember you texting me you're like my eyes i'm like my eyes would just seize up it was awful it was i awful. i i've 
I'm slowly playing more. You know that I like go through video games so slowly. Yeah, I know. Because you're still waiting for me to get to my first boulder. Yes. And the moment you do, I will be there on the couch ready to support you and stop you from making stupid decisions. I have have in my current and my only playthrough right now made a series of almost great decisions, but universally bad decisions that... I'm interested to see how they affect later gameplay because I'm like, well, there must be a small percentage of players that are picking this option because I feel like an idiot. Anyway, that's Baldur's Gate. I <laughs> anyway, this is a Baldur's Gate recap. Well, a lot, a lot of people, if you're unfamiliar with Baldur's Gate, it is for Dungeons and Dragons. At <laughs> Balding Gate. Balding Gate. <laughs> The uh, it, it's a uh, it's a Dungeons and Dragons storyline uh, in video game form, and it, yeah. it's played through like Dungeons and Dragons, the game. A lot of people don't understand the Dungeons. I have gripe about this. Dungeons and Dragons is an actual game that you pl- play, mm-hmm. and I I I just feel like a lot of people are like, oh, it's a cutesy bootsy little storyline, and I love it so much, and I get to improv, and I'm like a little elf and i'm a little girly pop and i'm so cute and i've got (laughs) i've got dark vision and nothing else what's a cantrip i don't know but the it's an it's like a game it's like a board game at its root let me tell you i was one of those girls i was one of those girls that was just like let me don a british accent let me be let me be a wench in a tavern. You I've know? explained this before to you and to everybody, it which is... It took me five years to learn the rules. I'm not even kidding. It, it does. I mean, it, the thing about I D&D is that it's one of those games that, like, the best way it's like mahjong it's like <laughs> i'm gonna rip your phone away from you you facebook grandmother it's no 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 no. all of those folks are playing like like american mahjong app mahjong where you're just matching tiles i'm playing like traditional like hong kong style mahjong there's no instructions in the app there's no instructions in it the crashes app. every 30 minutes it's it's literally like since there's not a lot of like american developers that are putting apps on the Apple app store to play traditional Hong Kong Mahjong. The guy that made this app, it's like, you can see when I think I've explained this on the podcast before. So, you know, but you can see that uh, it was, he's, it's like registered to like an automotive repair business. Like the app developer (laughs) is like a totally separate business entity. It's not even an app developer. It's an amazing game, but Mahjong and D and D are those games where it's better to learn the rules. It's easier to learn the rules by just doing it. Right. And you're just like, in the middle of it, figuring stuff out, making mistakes, seeing what else happens, what mm-hmm. other people do. And you're like, oh, OK, well, I can do that. Or, oh, OK, I can do that. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely hard to like sit down and fully understand the mechanic just by reading something. And if you do sit down and understand the mechanics just by reading it, you should probably be a dungeon master. <laughs> or <laughs> in therapy, going on. in therapy, girl. <laughs> like, you know, you know, the hardest part for me is anytime I would start a campaign and people would be like, OK, pick your class, pick whatever. And then I would have to go to the physical book to be like oh my gosh what numbers do i add what are the things that i pick what oh i would just go online and i'd be like best build for this thing i uh i i know typically i'm either uh for those who are interested as to what jackson's typical classes are and, ma- and make the, the the you know the associations henceforth yes, right i uh i typically play a rogue mm-hmm 
I I like to mess with dungeon masters, so I typically max like charisma, mm-hmm. sleight of hand. I'm doing whatever I want to yeah. be doing. I'm changing the course of actions. Or if I don't want to be like mischievous and like I was just thinking your mischief max thing. I, I really am. But yeah. my other option is if I, I want to be more combat oriented and I actually want to have like an intelligence based gameplay where I'm like trying to like participate more in combat because my rogues are pretty little noodly people mm-hmm. i will play a barbarian because the only way i know how to do combat is to, is to run into it and oh. then figure it out and okay. so like i i could never be a oh my gosh we, we can talk about this for 20 more seconds i could never be a wizard i could never be like any type of like cleric or something where i'm just like okay well i'm 45 feet away and oh, so you- i've got like three spell slots and okay well i i you just, know i, I played, cannot think like that i also played a rogue make your assumptions um i also played a warlock um and the great thing about that was i had like four spells the entire game amazing i only had to learn those four both of both of those classes no strength which is just like me in real life you know anytime it comes to do it eight times come to do anything physical i just knew i would i would just fail I would just fail. You so. stand far away and you do your thing. So anyway, that's what I do now. And that's a D and D. And well, who are you? Are you okay? <laughs> do you need to take a break? What was that? I was, I, I was transitioning. You, is that how you do a transition? <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, I'm Jackson Bollinger. I'm Garrett Wagner. And welcome to, Oh my gosh, this threw me up. This is going to kill me. Welcome to no crumbs pod. Uh, the podcast that, Eight, uh, where we talk about a variety of food brands, uh, their history, what they mean, where they come from, and why they're special to us. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Don't. Oh, well, that's you? it. Welcome their, to the I, show. I, some, their impact on culture. Their impact on culture. Yeah. Uh, their impact on us. Garrett doesn't like doing the introduction on. It, it, it's fully, spru- it's sprung fully, upon me. Fully behind the scenes. Fully behind the scenes. It's if you're a longtime listener, it's obvious. It's either Garrett does it or I do it, and we alternate episodes. You just don't like. I love doing the intro. It's like driving. I love doing the intro. I'm like, well, here we go. Do you want to hear my intro? Uh, you uh, go back and listen. Everybody, go back and listen right now. We'll we'll take a little pause right now. You go back and listen oh, to me. Well, me do the oh, intro. Oh, oh, and I, do I thought, such a good job. You know what I thought you were about to do? I thought you were about to do. Well, I'm going to do the intro now. Okay, everybody, go back, compare, say who you like more. Actually, no, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> All right. I'm over here drinking uh, coffee. What have, getting sweaty? What have you got for me today? I got something that. Uh, Are you okay? <laughs> Maybe. I got something that um, I don't know if it's relatable to people, but it's relatable to you and I. I love just doing the. Uh, we're our two top lists. Actually, I don't listen to the podcast. You're one of our top lists. I am. <laughs> I am. Because I am. Your what? Go ahead. A top listener. Okay. Po- what topic are we going to do? Oh, we're talking about Daya Cheese. Daya or Daya? Daya. Daya? Mm-hmm. Daya. Daya. If you. D A I Y A. Daya. For those of you who don't know, uh, Daya, and I, I personally call it Daya. It's hard for me to acknowledge the correct pronunciation. Perfectly. Is it really Daya? It's not a beautiful day without Daya. It's not a beautiful day without Daya. What if they Daya? just say die? It's not a beautiful die without Daya. Not a beautiful day. Oh, it's Adele. She's back. No, all right. Welcome back. <laughs> 
Rolling in the cheese. Okay. Well, um, okay. So we're talking about Dea today. We which do have listeners in the United Kingdom, plural. I think... <laughs> I think they, I go. think they'd acknowledge and be like, hey, you know what? That's a pretty good one right there. Pretty good Adele impersonation. Pitch looking lovely <laughs> I don't today, think lads. You're fine. I don't think you're good. All What's right. in that Americano? Uh, coffee. No. <laughs> Espresso and hot water. All right. Okay. Well, it's iced. So, Daya is a vegan cheese substitute. And for those of you, you know, I think this is a good uh, opportunity. Maybe we can talk about our own personal history. I feel like you have a more extensive history with Dea than I do. But um, Dea, for the girlies who, who aren't aware, Dea, she's been there. She's a she's a rock. You don't know. She you don't even was know. there when no one else was. She is my closest friend. I my uh, a, a confidant. You're stealing valor, bestie. Uh, let, let, me, let me launch into my thing here. All right, well, gather round. <laughs> if you are new to the podcast, Garrett and I are both practicing vegans. Garrett's practicing. I've perfected it. And I have been vegan. 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 Vegan for a much longer time than Garrett. And couple days back, yeah. Try eons, <laughs> try epochs. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Time wasn't even created. I know, right? It's like it was, you know, the sun, the stars, the earth, the moon, yeah, etc. The way back when, when I became vegan, there were but maybe one and a half. I'm gonna say one and a half vegan cheese brands out there. Mm-hmm. Sincerely, sincerely. There's a lot of like lactose free stuff or like weird things that would still have like different like dairy. Those aren't really as much around anymore. Mm-hmm. But there were two brands out there. And really, the only one that was accessible to me from the very beginning of veganism was Miss Dea. Yeah. Like, quite literally, the only option there. And then after I was vegan for a while and I I started to shop at more alternative grocers, I would find Follow Your Heart, which is a Mm -hmm. a competitor to Daya. But uh, Daya cheese was really, 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 really the first cheese that I ever got to know. And I've been with Daya through all of that. I, I'm sure we'll get into their history. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll get into like their recipe changes maybe. Cause I've got notes about that, mm-hmm. but um, I, they were sincerely the only yeah. cheese that was available to me to use if I ever wanted vegan cheese. And it was an absolute luxury item. Yeah. I did not have it like vegan cheese. Now People I have don't know all the time. People don't know like what, like the, the, this is, we're in the Cambrian explosion right now. Absolutely. Vegan products. Absolutely. Like, and I think people do know. I think it's like regular normie Omni people are like showing up to stuff where they're like, okay, well I'm not doing dairy anymore. So I've got all this yeah. vegan cheese. And yeah. I, I'm like, okay, well you, you're able to do this now with yeah. a minimal effort because there's so much out there. Yeah. Let's list them. Miyoko's, Violife, Chow, the olive oil one, mm-hmm. the find, um, find uh, tree line, tree line. We got a whole bunch. Absolutely. We're coming back to that. Yeah. We're coming back. We've to got, those. um, 
we've got so many. There's so many. And, you know, I, I always think back. I'm like, 10 years ago, different game. Absolutely. There are people who have been vegan since, like, the 70s I, that are walking this earth. I know. I'm, like, I'm like vegan one-upping you right now. But then, like, some, like, 70-year-old's going to kick this door down Wait. and, be, and like... Um, Come in. It's probably Adele again. Don't, don't let her. No, 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 We're not home. We're not home. We're not home. The, the, yeah. So I, she was really my girly pop there. And Daya, not Adele, not, not Adele. Not Adele not or Adele. Miyoko. Well, Miyoko Skitters, obviously. My I Adele, think we'd be friends. Pop. Anyway. Absolutely. To be clear, Miyoko and not Miyoko's is a Miyoko Skinner is a woman who started another cheese brand and she's an absolute icon and a girly pop and will one day be on this podcast. Yeah. Or own this podcast. Who's I'm, I'm okay with I'm that. I'm okay with that too. She tells me to do something, I'll do it. I'll, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, you were saying. Anyway, uh, Daya Cheese. Yes, I have. I remember my first like shredded Daya Cheese experience. <laughs> I made chilaquiles. It was one of like the first vegan dishes that um I made. Bold I, first, bold choice. There's a lot of stuff that I had to pull out of that one, but uh, chilaquiles in a cast iron dish, and I remember marching my butt to I believe it was high V, high V, high V. If you're unfamiliar, high hyphen V, as that is spelled. Based in Des Moines, it's a grocery store heareth in mm-hmm. the Midwest West, and I got a little bag of Daya like cheddar shreds. It was either cheddar shreds or like their Mexican shreds. I don't know what they had they, back then. They only had two types. Yeah, I'm there pretty was sure it was mozzarella like, and cheddar. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It must have been cheddar then. Something that I used to do, by the way, was I would combine mozzarella and cheddar, and then I'd be like, "Oh, it's like a Golvy Jack." It's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very different. And so. uh put that on there and I was like so interested to see like what happened in the oven like I want to watch this cheese we all? melt the answer at that time vegan technology was in its vegan cheese technology was in its infancy which again it, this is no hate today at all because they were out here like figuring it out like this yeah. is a company that's like hey we're gonna like R&D this and we're gonna figure this out the cheese just kind of turned um, transparent <laughs> yeah. I, my, my, I wouldn't really say it my, melted. My first thing was that it always, when it finally did melt, it had a snot consistency. It, it was, it, yeah, it was like slick, slimy. Yeah, yeah and but that's you know I don't think that's really any fault of the vegan cheese. Like I think you that is Daya, a, you were at Daya 2.0. We're on like 4.0, but Daya 1.0 was just like a microplastic feel yeah. to it. Well, and that's I think just you know most early vegan cheeses Absolutely. were sort of that way. And again, it's um, it's not hate because it was literally like, we're going to figure this out. Yeah. We're going to crack the code. Yeah. And, you know, it's fairly easy, I think, to veganize a lot of things. There's a lot of things out there that are fairly easy to get a an okay replacement, something that's like, oh, yeah, like vegan cookies and vegan, you know, whatever. Cheese is very hard to replicate. Hey, because it is old. There's no other nuance to cheese other than it is dairy. Like, yeah. it is in impossible task. Yes. <laughs> Which, you know, I, like, when I went vegan, I was, like, perfectly fine with, like, losing access to cheese, right? Yeah. And then, like, it was nice to, like, oh, I might be able to, like, go get Daya, which was, like, ooh, a fancy yeah. little expense for me. This Not that it was expensive, but it was, like, an out-of-the-way thing, right? Yeah. But I, you know, and I, I'll even say it to this day, it's, like, you're gonna have to, 
you know, the vegan lifestyle is about making sacrifices based on your own ethical mm-hmm. compass, right? It's as mm-hmm. simple as that. And yeah. so um, I was fine not yeah. having cheese anymore. And I will tell you every day, I'm like, oh, I guess I really didn't have to be weird about this because they've cracked the code. Yeah. It's good now. Yeah. Part of the reason that cheese is so hard to replicate, though, does come down to just like how most cheeses are made. It's an extraordinarily complex and temperamental thing. I don't think I know. Um, So, I mean, cheese is, it's a fermented food. Usually you're taking some sort of milk and adding an enzyme. I guess and I never really sit. thought of it as a fermented food, but you're yeah. right. And the success of the product is determined by a lot of different factors from the air temperature to certain strands of microbes that they're adding to the mixture. Um, I've heard caves have a lot to do with it. Yeah. Well, we are in Missouri. Um, We don't have cave cheese in Missouri. We have cheese caves. Cheese caves? Do you not know about the cheese caves? Well, I know there's like cave aged cheese, but there are cheese Do caves. Do you not know about the cheese caves? The cheese caves. This sounds like something that's made up. This I, sounds... I do think that you are messing with me. I'm not. So the United, okay, going back, U.S. food policy. Okay. <laughs> so milk is a heavily subsidized thing in the U.S., yes. right? Part of that dates back to World War II and like making sure that we have a, a, a strong population that's fit for the military. Milk is one of those things that is heavily subsidized. One, just to support an American industry, but also because it contains a lot of nutrients that are a little bit more difficult to get in a standard diet. And back in the 50s, like milk was seen as something that like, okay, it's got calories, it's got protein, it's got calcium, it's got all these things. So we are going to funnel a lot of money into this industry to make sure that like it is cheap and available to the American public. What has happened over time is that the average amount of milk that the average American is drinking has decreased. And in order to like make sure that all of that milk does not just straight up go bad and go to waste. A lot of times it gets turned into cheese. Okay. There are caves in the state of Missouri. We're a cavernous state. Where they store the government cheese. It's government cheese. Yes. So. My favorite, uh, you know, song on Born This Way. Government cheese. Yeah. Uh, Cheese caves. uh, Cheese cave. So if Batman had a bat cave, who has a cheese cave? It's cheese man. Vegetarian. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so um, all that to say, cheese is very complex. Also, there's a lot of it in Missouri. So we got a lot of cheese. Yeah. We're cheese heavy. I mean, we're just south of Wisconsin. Well, not just south. We're decently south. We're We're very far away. We're away south. Well, we're in the cheese belt or the cheese stir up or something we are. We're in the, there's a lot of dairy around yeah dfa etc you know yeah i don't know sure <laughs> um i was a milk child i'll admit it tell me about that and i still am to this day someone who's very content with like well i'm gonna drink a full glass of cold milk see my dad to this day All still drinks just to the top chocolate milk you know, yeah. that, that thick Hershey syrup. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. And you know what? I do that. I I have not changed my ways. You give me dream rice milk whole. Dream whole rice milk. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Or, you know, uh, Kirkland's almond milk, by the way. Shout out to Kirkland, which is Costco, because their almond milk is sick. Yep. I'm back on almond milk. People uh, used to hate oh, you it. hate the planet. Oh, you hate water? Do you, you don't, know how much water it takes to feed a dairy farm? You Garrett? don't like you don't like uh, protein. Actually, I don't. 
Okay. I'm really still a little weak. Mm-hmm. I'm so wayfish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, well, there, there always is the people who are like, well, the water, it's still less than commercial Ab- dairy production. Absolutely. Right. It's such a non-issue. But I do maintain my superiority complex because I'm over here drinking soy, which is new. I did a poster on this when I was in college. Uh research poster about the no it was just like uh you had all of your favorite members of glue. NSYNC on the wall oh yeah yeah, yeah. A, Compare, yeah but we compared it like, was your vision board we compared like the nutrient content of all of the alternative milks to dairy and soy soy's number one soy's, soy's the what closest what kind of soy milk do you get i use the um so this is the part of the problem which is that there is going to be variation based on the brand but most of them tend to um, have the re- relatively same amount of protein, same amount of calcium, same amount of vitamin D in them. Um, so I use the Aldi brand. Actually, really? I use the Aldi brand for my everyday purpose because it's two forty nine, and I'm going to put this down because it's going to be caught in the mic with all that sound and all that ice. Absolutely, yeah. I saw the freezing look, cold drink. I saw the look you gave me. Absolutely. Um, I'm also going to go out of left field here. I think it's important to have pantry milks on hand. You know, milks that you keep in the pantry for when you run out of. You cold know, I'm milk. a big fan of pantry milk. I also think that. Um, the Trader Joe's one is particularly good, and you know why. I've never had it. No, I don't know why. Because the only ingredient there is soybeans and water, which I make my own soy yogurt at home, which <sighs> does land me as a this 1970s again. hippie. This again. Because um, I don't want to pay for coconut yogurt. Coca-gurt. Forager can have all my money. Coco June can have all of my money. Okay, sidebar. Um, now, we're, now, sorry that this is really just a vegan brand podcast. No, it's okay. We had to get Google it. Guess search what? every word Guess we what? say. Guess what? This is the 20th episode, no? This is the 20th, 20th episode, and we you held had back. to sit through and listen, or listen to all of us. And I don't care if nobody listens. I don't care if ain't nobody not listen to this dang here podcast. I've had this pent up for a while. I'm, I'm sure you have to. I'm ready to talk about that. Well, that's okay. so we're, we're at we're at cheese. We're at the cheese. History so, of cheese. Is it true well, that the first cheese was created in like a bunch of curdled milk in like the stomach of like an animal? So there's or something? an enzyme that is found in the the stomachs of cows yes. called rennet. Okay. And rennet is used in the cheese making process. Is that the place where I post? Oh, that's a rennet. 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 Yeah. Yes. Um. But vegan cheese actually has a little bit more of a lengthier history than you might imagine. Um, it actually can be uh, dated back to the 16th century in China. Okay. Um, where they would use fermented tofu. Great start. Or, or whole soy, basically, as as a replacement. Um, and that existed for a couple centuries until they started including things like soy flour, margarine, yeast extracts. What can't soy do? I, we've had this conversation, but like... Sometimes when I start feeling real scenty about things, I'm like, soy's been there. You think that you think that Missouri's a, a cheese state? Missouri's a soy state. Like yeah. we grow a lot of soy. The yeah. soy fields, mm-hmm. you know. My dad grows soy. Soy's great. Soybeans. It's a great crop. I and I eat a lot of it. For for all of our uh, agricultural listeners, grow soy. You know, we need more of it. Do it, girl. It, do you know what tofu from Missouri is called? Made out of Missouri uh, soybeans. Mofu. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I know. I like that. There's a brand of uh, Mofu at uh, Whole Foods. That's I love I, that. they have the smoked Mofu. I love that. It's real good. So the the fermented tofu suffice for a while, and the actual like next. So we're going to come back to that fermented yes, yes, tofu yes, yes, trend, yes, yes. right? Um, the next sort of instance or sort of development on this front actually comes from our, one of our soon-to-be besties, hopefully, uh, John Harvey Kellogg, uh, the creator of uh, Corn Flakes, uh, kind of a silly guy. He was 
a guy who had beliefs some, some issues maybe and you know some purita- he was a puritanical little monster he definitely acted on his beliefs and and stuff you know, happened and stuff happened including the creation of something called natos natos or it's sort of now known as natina which natina. is is my drag name um, please welcome to the stage natina. natina which is sort of like a it was kind of used natina as a cheese uh, go ahead it was sort of used as a cheese replacement but it was made out of peanuts oh a peanut cheese here we yeah, are talking it, about it was almond. Used, it was used as a meat substitute too i don't really know what it was or the consistency but it was it, it was Used as a cheese replacement do you, do you for a while. Think we could 1896. Make Natina. 1896. Yeah. People be out here making peanut cheese in 1896. So what can't the peanut do? What, pull up uh, George Washington Carver's list. Let's go through it. He's born in Abilene, do you Kansas. Know, do you know out of everything that he invented? Do you want to know what's one thing he didn't invent? Peanuts. Peanut butter. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. He missed it. What was another invention that he did? It wasn't like peanut shampoo. It like it's 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 wild. I miss the days of the whimsical inventor. Yes, I'm trying to be that. You currently. know, where, where they had a laboratory and there was always stuff fizzing up and maybe some like sparks flying around. And they always wore goggles and lab coats. I miss that. Do you want to know who? I just googled it. I didn't know it. Do you want to know who invented uh, peanut butter? Who? John Harvey Kellogg. I'm gonna yell. Who is this guy? Get him on the pod. Get him on the pod. Invite him on right now. Oh, who is it? It's me. I'm the corpse of John Harvey Kellogg. You can't fool me, Adele. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, John Harvey Kellogg. John Harvey Kellogg. We're going back to the fermented tofu strand. Let's do it. Um, the next development sort of came in the 20th century um, where soy. Yes. Once again. Soya. Our girl. Yes became the ingredient of choice to make vegan cheese products uh, and cream cheese as well. So the actual first documented soy cheese maker was an individual named Li Yu Ying who okay. started a soy dairy in France. A soy dairy? I know. Come on. And part of... All the cows are pets. And so what he did was he took his background. He had grown up in Beijing where fermented tofu had historically been used as a non-dairy you know, non-dairy cheese-like product for yeah. hundreds of years. And he took a lot of the modern practices that were being used in France to make a lot of the cheeses that were made there. And he applied them to that sort of fermented uh, tofu process. I feel like the French people are like, geez, I can't do a French accent. Le fromage. It's cheese. It's very good. Yeah. The <laughs> cheese is very good. Very good. Um, I'm sorry if you're French and listen to this podcast. Actually, you went. No, I'm not. No, I'm I, not. I, okay. Um, new so- stance from Garrett on France. <laughs> new, new, <laughs> new prejudice just dropped. <laughs> the French. Um, so, you know, we had that development and then at least sort of the next wave of developments took some of the ideas that came from that and the seventh day Adventist took hold of it. I just got a book from them. They like mail everyone uh, something that they do. Is oh, they like mail feel, everyone book. Is there like a picture of the Capitol on the front? Yes. Okay. They, they, every, I got um, one of those in my mail too. Yes. And it's a, it's like an anti papist book. So sorry, Catholics, but it's by the seventh day Adventists. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, I no longer have it, but <laughs> I can get you one. I, I'm, 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 I'm set. But yeah. so that what I, they are all aren't seventh day Adventists like vegan. They're not vegan. 
I, I believe they're not vegan, but I believe at the very least they are vegetarian. Yeah, and they're like, um, there's a lot. Of, it's very interesting. There's a lot like of Loma um, Linda, California. There's, there's like a blue zone associated yeah, with it. There's yeah. a lot of um, a lot of Christian denominations practice vegetarianism or veganism. Like the Unity Church was founded by vegetarians, but mostly at that time they were mostly vegans. It, yeah. it, it's very interesting. Yeah. There's a really interesting history and you know, they, they drove a lot of the development uh, all the way up through like the seventies and the eighties. Absolutely. Um, and soy really was the ingredient of choice up to that time. But the quality of these products when they actually started coming onto the market more so in the seventies and the eighties were um, not good. They were not enjoyable. Um, they were described as waxy, chewy, and plasticky. Forget melting, mama. Nothing's it, it, melting it, it, here. Yeah, I, I can. I I've had some vegan cheese replacements in my life that I I would describe as waxy. Yeah. You know, I I know that. I know that game. Yeah. I know that game. Into the 1990s, really, the only vegan cheese that was on the market was, uh, at least in the U.S., was something that was called soy mage, soy mage. Have you heard of well, this? Well, first of all. So I'm a soy mage. I'm but, a soy warlock. Uh, my subclass. The <laughs> yeah, shut up. Okay. Death to all of them. <laughs> anyway. Rule for initiative. Um, so it was something called soy mage, uh, but, it, you know, it, it was just a very bleak time in the 90s. And really, uh, that was the case, at least until sort of the late aughts, right? Sort of the Don't say aughts. I'm still never sure what the, the aughts late are. The late 2000s. The late two, but that could be 2,945, mama. All right. We're going to take a break. I'm going to come over to this desk. I'm going to slap you really hard. Okay. We'll be right back. Go ahead. Ow! <laughs> My tummy's grumbling. Oh, it's you said your tummy's grumbling? Yeah, I'm surprised you can't hear it on the microphone. Well, the mic that's uh, I have pointed directly at your stomach, I don't think we're recording on oh. here. Let me go ahead and see what I hear. I'm going to turn it up. What is that? <laughs> Sorry, I ate a mariachi band earlier. <laughs> It was more big band than mariachi band. I had a big band earlier. <laughs> I had a big lunch. I had a big band. <laughs> I had a big band earlier. All right. Um, so we had last left off in the 90s. Yes. What a time to be alive. And um, Were we you had, even alive in the 90s? Barely. Barely. 1997, girl. Yeah. 1997. Wow. Um, What's your social security number? Just real fast. Six, three? No. Um doesn't start with the six. Should I just bleep those out? Go ahead. Oh, maybe you're I, in this process of being like, it doesn't start with that. I'm actually just going to reveal everything, but the, it doesn't start with the six, but three, the seven digits or that, a four, two. Yeah. And the next one isn't an, a one. I'm, I'm creating an, a, 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 like a word puzzle that's designed for a seven year old to solve. And they're going to steal your identity. They're going to steal <laughs> ID. So in between the nineties and the Cambrian explosion of cheeses that we have now, it was sort of like a weird interim time. Graphic designers describe a Cambria explosion. All right. Um, and, uh, you know, it was really in the mid 2000s that we started to get more cheese options that came on the market. Let's say 2006. 2005. Actually. 2005. Well, 2005 is where we're going to pause. Oh, I'm trying to think of music that came out in 2005. Bye. You are beautiful, no matter what they say. I, I, I never really understood that song because everyone says that I'm beautiful, 
all the time. Yeah, no matter what they say. What a terrible song, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you are not ugly. Ignore. Despite, <laughs> despite what everybody's saying. Despite the evidence. <laughs> you know, those words can't weigh you down. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Stop me. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to let you. Maybe you'd burn yourself out. Let me riff until I pass out. So I think, uh, you know, it's important to sort of define uh, 2005 was sort of where Daya, Daya, oh my God, that hurts. To, it, that it hurts. Uh, yeah. It really does. Um, where Daya got her start, right? Um, and, I, you know, I like to divide the cheeses into sort of three camps. We have got um, the sort, I call them the Gitter Duns. The Gitter Duns. The Gitter Duns. We've got our, there are shreds. Are you, oh, absolutely. They're, That's, they're, they're, they're the ones that we go to when we just need. Let me describe why shreds are, if I'm going to buy a vegan cheese, I'm buying a shreds because I can figure out my own vegan cheese sauce. I can figure out my own vegan cheese dip. I can even make my own like more vegan-y block cheese. Mm -hmm. These are all things that are, are easier to do in a traditional kitchen setting. Making like homemade vegan shredded cheese is laborious yeah. it is something i will ne i've never done and i will never do yeah. and so it makes sense that like the first solution for vegans is gonna be like vegan shreds that's yeah. why if you go into any supermarket anywhere your local grocery store your Gracity. local co-op keep um it, it's it's gonna be you're gonna see mostly shreds i yeah. would say definitely yeah. so we've got sort of that camp where it's just like hey this is the everyday utility that we need then we sort of have our our second camp that i think is a little bit fancier a little bit more of a step up i'm thinking like miyoko's here you maybe it's a fermented cashew maybe it's a, a ricotta something like that something that it's it's kind of a, a replication of purchasing a whole cheese yeah. from like the fancy cheese part of the grocery I would even store. say just like a step like you know it's not quite in like the fancy cheese display but it's off with like the bags of cheese. You got ricotta mozzarella exactly yeah. it's like the more boutique uses yeah. for this cheese. And then I think that we've got the third camp which is the, the very small batch and these are the ones that you're probably not going to get at a store these are the ones that are like oh we got the strain of bacteria to make brie and it's been in my fridge. For Absolutely there was I was in Austin, Texas for the Formula One U.S. Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Uh, dropping that I'm a big Formula One fan, mm -hmm. and the season is starting and soon. NASCAR. The season. I'm a much bigger Formula One fan than I'm an NASCAR. Well, fan. I'm just not letting the audience forget that you told me you enjoy NASCAR, and to which I said another left turn. There were road another courses. left turn. I watch mostly Formula One. You're not going to get me on this. I can name every single Formula oh One driver god. right oh now. Oh my god! Do you want to hear me do it? Another left turn. All right. Can you believe it? The thing is in Austin, Texas, I went to an all vegan cheese shop and they had like just the like cheese wheels that they had like blue cheese. It was all aged. It's exact cheese to describe like this enzyme, that enzyme. Kansas City used to have a cheesery, a ch uh, vegan dairy called the Cashew Creamery. No longer in existence, but it was a lovely little brand that would pop up at little uh, farmers markets and they would do mm -hmm. like you could get cheese wheels. You know, you could get very boutique cheeses. So good. Mm -hmm. You never I, got to have them. No, but what I did have was when I lived in Minneapolis. Yeah. We had, there was a chain. Well, it wasn't even a chain. It was two locations. So it was called the Herbivorous Butcher. Herbivorous Butcher. Everyone with, knows her. Um, And not only did she sell sort of the small batch cheese and all of like the fake meats and everything, she had a fried chicken shop. Oh, yeah. Fr 
I have a video of me crunching into I'd that. like to go. It would put me in the hospital. It was, oh, it was the best because of gluten. I've ever had. It was, I think, worth it. I think worth it. Anyway, so there's sort of these three camps, and Daya really comes in to sort of fill that, like, that first, you know. That supermarket, like, mm -hmm. I, I think at Daya, it's like, you aren't, you were going to your regular darn grocery store. You're on your regular yeah. darn grocery run. Yeah. It is, like, a craft competitor yeah. like literally yeah their products are like craft cheeses like yeah. that's they're there to make food products yeah so you know Dea gets it started in 2005 with a man named early to, yeah early it's both earlier and later than you'd expect i i, I would say let's a lot of people know i'm a big k-pop fan k-pop fan comes in k-pop comes in generations right gen mm -hmm. one gen two gen three we're in gen four and this is like the next generation of vegan cheeses right because yeah. i i would say Dea, follow your heart she's Yoko's, second gen right you know, vile life it's it's all the new vibe yeah and then gen three it's Dea, just Dea all just holographic <laughs> cheeses you've seen those yeah. it's just holograms i don't know oh boy meatloaf again <laughs> yeah well so in 2005 Daya released uh g uh is a girls generation joke oh uh, <laughs> i'm like weird name for a cheese product no, g g g g um <laughs> in 2005 there's an individual whose name is andre croker i believe this sounds pronounced um who began developing Daya and partnered with um uh, one of his friends whose name is greg blake uh they later formalized their partnership in 2007 and as far as I can tell, these two individuals, like, are just kind of two guys. They are not food scientists. Just two guys. And I think, like, there are a lot of these types of operations that do get started by people who are just like, oh, my God, I'm trying to fill a hole. Like, I'm, I'm like, trying to fill a gap. Like, I'm, I want to make something good because this is something that's important to me. So Croker and Blake had actually met in the 90s when they were both trying to forge careers as songwriters. I know. They were like two artsy parpsy, art, artsy fartsy girly pops in uh, the 90s. Uh, and just like we're really good friends for 20 years. And they both got together to like create this business venture. And they spent two years developing uh, mozzarella and cheddar style shreds based on Kroger's early work. Um, they really started to get wind uh, or wind in their sails, I guess, shall we say. Um, in 2008, when they hired on, I'm trying not to make fart jokes. Stop. I know. We had a whole talk <laughs> about vegan, it earlier. In the vegan episode, we're I talking know, about fart jokes. I'm sorry. There's no fiber in this product even. It's a bad choice. Um, so they, they spent two years developing the mozzarella and cheddar style shreds. Eventually, they did end up hiring on a food scientist um, by the name of Paul Wong in early 2008, who really helped refine the formulations and plan for production at scale. The foods were first showcased at the Natural Foods Expo West in Anaheim, California, and Mama, it was a success. It was it was so popular from the get-go, and it really took off as like the first not terrible food product on the market as like a non-dairy cheese. I believe that. And they really only because there's nothing else, you know. Really, they're competing with like the old school, and they're yeah. like, "No, we're doing something a little bit different." I just locked myself out of my iPhone because I was desperately trying to unlock it to look it up to see if either of them had songs on Spotify. I'll keep you updated once okay. I uh, unlock. I, I, oh my goodness! I really, just you are a baby. I wasn't typing in the right you are password. A baby. Um, <laughs> and really, they like only had the cheddar shreds and the mozzarella shreds for like what's the year until like 2017 it was a long time i yeah i it was 20 
when did I become vegan? It's either 2015 or 2016. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's just like all that there was. 2017, they started introducing 2017 years. 2017 was a big year for them um, for a couple reasons. I want to I want to I want to gauge your reactions when I list these products. They started to uh, release things like the vegan cheesecake. I know that I'm aware. They started releasing frozen pizzas. I, you know, you know. Oh yeah, you know. They're me great. They're they so good. The, yeah. They started selling cream cheese. They started selling cheese slices rather than the shreds. In my notes, I have all hail the pizza and cheesecake because they're so good. Also, in 2017, they were acquired by Otsuka Pharmaceutical for 405 million dollars, a Japanese Japanese pharmaceutical company that, as far as I can tell, sells like ADHD medication and a bunch of weird health stuff like nutrition bars and electrolyte water it is the most random acquisition i have ever seen in my life interesting but part of this acquisition was because Daya really wanted to take advantage of this partnership to help develop new fermentation technology and in 20 and this work continued for about six years where in 2023 it became very big news that they had a big reformulation yes and let's talk about it let's talk about the reformulation because they called this their oat cream breakthrough and let me tell you somebody who's on the internet in 2023 the forums were a buzz so this was their third change they had their original brand then they changed it around i want to say it was became a little bit more potato starchy kind of for the second it was when they released the second formulation it was less buzz than they have going on right now yeah and now it's been interesting i i what i respect about daya is that i think a lot of companies and a lot of food brands is they will just entrench themselves and say you know what like our recipe is what a recipe is yeah like that's the product the customers want consistency that's what you're getting yeah what i like about daya is they're like no Uh, We know that we can do this better. We know that we can make a better cheese. And so we're going to continue to make strides to make a better cheese. And so they've completely uh, like they did a whole press release thing. They redesigned all of their packages. They changed their. Oh, it's real. It's like, well, they're competing. What's so funny is Daya, because they've been around for so long, they feel a little stale. No pun intended. Their cheese is fresh. But the, you know, it, you see like the advanced brands of like Forger, uh, Coco June, yeah. it, the the Vio Life. It's all like more modern, more slick. We're talking 2020s. It's, it's an industry that has been rapidly inva- advancing. Absolutely. Right? And if you have the same product that you've had on the shelf since 2008 and in, in the year of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, 2024, mama, you're going to be blown away. Nobody's going to buy your product. Absolutely. And, and so I think they're very smart to say like, hey, like this is the fourth gen, right? Like, like we're, we're updating it. I think that's the third gen. But the, it's like we're, I'm going to their Instagram Sorry, now right I'm now. just thinking K-pop. I know, I know. We're in third gen Daya, Zendaya, excuse me. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it, it's very slick. I love the font. I love the mm-hmm. design. They've got, it's like, if you go to their Instagram, it's like all reels and Instagram influencers. And mm-hmm. we do follow them on Instagram. But like, it's, uh, it's definitely, not sponsored. We're, not sponsored. we're not sponsored. No. However, if you want to, why not? <laughs> Non-sponsored brand mentions. Yes. Non-sponsored brand mentions. The, I will say that uh, I, I really, they've capitalized the D and Daya and it's, just a gorgeous little package now i 
am going to say something, which is that I have not tried the new recipe yet. Oh, I it's just so ha- good, Jackson. I just don't eat a lot of vegan like cheese products like this nowadays. So I've turned into like an so old good. granny vegan. I'm very excited to try some. Oh, I, you have some with you? Oh, yeah, I've got some in you my pocket. You literally said, by the way, it's like we should just start doing taste tests. So all day I'm like, well, I better just... I, Garrett's gonna bring over the new day every minute drive to the studio. Well, tell tell the viewers what I brought over uh, earlier this week. What did you bring week? over earlier? Country Bob's. I still haven't tried that. Mm-hmm. I'm a, waiting for something. To there try. is a sauce out there called Country Bob's Bob Sauce, which if you know, you know. Um, Country Bob's Bob Sauce <laughs> is a. Uh, <laughs> we always it just, is ridiculous we, of a name. We just call it Bob Sauce growing up. Um, but it is just this like thin brown liquid that, as far as I can tell, is just ketchup and Worcestershire sauce mixed together. Girl, yes, I and hook me up to the fountain. Is it vegan? Yeah. Worcestershire sauce is not vegan. Well, there's no anchovy or anything okay, in it. God, okay, I hope okay. that I don't want this to be another situation where I find out that I've been consuming gallons of something for months. Well, let's find out live on air because I did not. Uh, I, I, Garrett nope. has a, I looked at the ingredients. I looked at them. I read them. Double tapping. I double, double tapping to zoom. We've got tomato concentrate. Yes. Tomato paste and water. Vinegar. Is that true? Sugar. Okay. High fructose corn syrup, molasses, mm-hmm. corn syrup, All regular right. corn syrup, salt, onion powder, caramel color, garlic powder, tamarind, cornstarch, natural flavors, blood, and other spices. So true. I think the blood gives it the uh, the metallic tang. Uh, that I is like. blood vegan? Well, it depends on where you get it from. I think if you ask, if you get it from a human and you ask nicely and they say, yeah, then you yeah. You can get blood without an animal dying. So you can, I mean, milk, mama, you have to ask for, like, that's, the, technically, let's be honest, cannibalism can be vegan. Moving on. There's, <laughs> no, there's no blood in this sauce. There's no blood. It, it, it does seem to be vegan. You know, it, it, it's so amazing sauce. It's so good. And, you know, I think you should try it after. The They've got it as, uh, on their website, I believe, they have, they're showing it on, like, a giant glazed cauliflower. Look at that. You know. Hold, because nobody's doing that. I, you First of all, you know me, and I can I can put away heads of cauliflower, yeah. multiple heads I, of cauliflower you know, in all, one sitting. All the things that, that I would put it on, I wouldn't put it on a whole head of a cauliflower. Really? I'd put it on a, a crispy tofu tender. A crispy tofu tender? I would put it on a, a, CTT? a, a potato wedge. A PW? I would put it on. Oh, I've done I've done terrible, unlawful things with Bob Sauce. Oh my god, I'm gonna tell you what I. All right, we we can do this off I've air. I've done we can do this, oh, a, a tortilla. A tortilla, just raw tortilla. A tortilla, potato chips. Honestly, I've done just okay. Ooh, growing up, potato chips, craft single tortilla, Bob Sauce. Roll it up, melt it. How are you roll? What? In a tortilla? Yeah. So tortilla. Yeah. Cheese. Potato chips. Well, you so you put the potato chips down on the tortilla. Yes. You put the bob sauce over it. And then you take usually what I would do is like a craft single. Okay. My mouth is watering. You take a craft single (laughs) and you like tear it into thirds and so you'd lay it out. I know that game. You lay it out over more coverage on the tortilla mm -hmm. down the strip in the middle. And so then you're able to like chipotle burrito fold it. Okay. Wrap it up real tight and then you can microwave it. All right. I have no, I just ran out of my day uh, shreds. 
I, I reason I, I think I got like I literally stores are just now starting to stock like mm-hmm. the new recipe yeah. of Daya. So I, I think I just ran out or it expired of my Daya shreds that I got that so, were the old recipe. I don't, I don't think I mentioned like what is so like not shreds or, uh, slices. What is so like breakthrough remarkable about this new generation of Daya? It's that you know they call it their oat cream breakthrough, but they're they're really trying to capitalize on the fermentation methods mm-hmm. because that is characteristically what makes cheese the cheese, cheese. looks different yeah too. it and does it, look different in packages specifically they're focusing on the stretch and the melt and they have some good by the way me too i just want to say Daya has got the best website out there really i'm on it it's it the best website. is it optimized for mobile i don't let's know I was, find on desktop. Out. I was on desktop let's find out oh and i totally forgot to mention Daya actually means something Oh, it does? It does. It does. It does. It does. It does. It is optimized for mobile. Oh, oh it's so good. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cheese reinvented. Pizza perfection. Mac and cheese magic. Yeah. This is lovely. They've got a lot. But Daya is a combination of the word dairy and a Sanskrit word. I think it's pronounced Daya, which is D-A-Y-A. Um, and that word symbolizes mercy, kindness, compassion. So it's sort of got like oh, ethics Soleil. built into the name. That's gorgeous. Yeah. What a fun little thing. And, you know, that really brings us up to date, right? We've got a fun new generation of Daya. We're moving into the future. Uh, shreds on the horizon. Shreds in my mouth. Shreds in between my toes. Um, it's a, it's a bright, it's a beautiful, bright future with Daya. <sighs> it's either toes or farts with you. I, I, each episode, I guess I got to pick one and this is just a toes. Episode. Really? Huh. Yeah. Go back, go back and listen. I don't think I will. I don't think I'm going to do that. All right. Well, I, I think I feel like I learned a lot. We got to take a quick little brickety break, brickety poo. but I, I already respected Daya a decent amount. Right. But I'm, I'm really coming around even more, even more of a hardcore Stan. Might I say anyway, I feel like I'm like, they're back on my radar. You know, like, I feel like, uh, I feel like people would like to think they've outgrown Daya. No, come back. Daya's outgrown you. Come back to Daya. All right. Break. Yeep. Right, so I wanted to welcome back. First of all, welcome Hi. back. Hi, everyone. Uh, Sorry, I didn't forget that you were sitting um, there listening with to me and your cheese in a world without any dairy. So I have a fun little game that I want to call cheese it or cream it. it. Oh, go ahead. Cheese it or cream it. Cheese it or cream it. <laughs> Okay. I came up with this on the drive here. Okay. These are two words that do not rhyme. Cheese it, cheese it or squeeze it. Cheese it or zeez it. Cheese it or cheese it. The next one you say is going to be the one we do. So think carefully. Cheese it or cream it. Cheese. Ah, oh, fine. Okay. Cream. Which one's the good one? Uh, We, we want to cheese it. We want to cheese it. We don't want to cream it. No. Yeah. Don't cream that. So I've just got. Oh, cream like beat up. Yeah. <laughs> cream you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That, that. Yeah, let's use that one. Um, so what, I, what do you mean by cream it? By like, you know, like oh, they got creamed or they got, you know. They That's got, what that means. Or they got like, uh, oh, we're going to cream that thing over there. All right. Go on. <laughs> Go on. The word means what it means. Uh, I I can't encapsulate it in words. Capture it. In Have words. you heard of a dictionary? No. Uh, so we've got a couple brands here of, of famous vegan cheeses. Okay. And I want you to. 
you know, say which one of these of the two and you're, you're welcome to give your thoughts just in the sum totality of their products. If you had to choose for one brand to stay in the ring, okay. continue fighting. Okay. Which would it be? So it is fighting. Yeah, sure. You admonished me for that. I don't know if admonished is the right word, but I definitely did criticize you. <laughs> you really don't know what words mean. I didn't, I didn't circumambulate you. I well, didn't, you did. I did. You've been doing that with your eyes this whole time. All right. Uh, so uh, circumnavigating back to the conversation. <laughs> um, chow or follow your heart? Oh, right out the gate. Mm -hmm. All right. Chow, new contender on the marketplace. They've got tofu in there, right? They're like, they're like, hey, we've been, soy's been around. We're going to throw it in there. They got, follow, they got sausages now too, right? Follow do they really I think they do oh my gosh i'm going to cream chow a cheese follow your heart and here's why follow your heart has ranch and blue cheese you know you know those girlies oh, oh follow oh, your heart oh, has oh. veginase oh yeah follow your heart has a uh, follow your heart has been there for me follow your heart is a brand that like literally if i had to buy a t-shirt of any of these brands and like wear it I would get a follow your heart yeah. one hands down. So follow your heart for sure. Yeah. Um, I also like that they have Parmesan too and little blue cheese sprinkles. I'm pretty sure. I've never had. Oh, uh, I think you're right about that. I feel like I've had those. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah I can yeah. just eat this with a spoon. So that's uh, what I did with, okay. do with Forager. Okay. Follow your heart or Kite Hill. Follow your heart or Kite Hill. Kite Hill. We've got, they were the first cream cheese girlies. They were the first alternative cream cheese. Oh. That wasn't Tofuti mm -hmm. um, to come onto the market. They've got some really fun cream cheese flavors. I really they're, only know them as a cream cheeser. They're chive. They're chive flavored. I wasn't, I wasn't vegan when I first discovered that. I couldn't keep it in the house because I would spend $8 yeah. on a container and yeah. I would eat it in one sitting yeah. and there would be my cream cheese for the week yeah. on. It was so good. This is a tough one. This is a tough one because mm -hmm. Kite Hill does what they do well. But again, I'm going to stick with follow your heart. Okay. I, I really am. Follow your heart. So sorry, I'm going to cheese, follow your heart, and okay. I'm going to cream Kite Hill. Okay. Follow your heart or Miyoko's. Okay. And she's listening right now. Here, she's outside. Here it she's, is. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was still Adele. She's got. The, she, I, I see. I, I think it's that uh, uh, an outline of. Is that a check for a million dollars? I. I'm gonna tear up a little bit. I'm gonna. You know, follow your heart has been there for me. And it's so real for this. I, you know, this is a good podcast, dude. This is yeah. worth a Webby award. And <laughs> Shut up. And I want the listeners don't know the story, but keep going. <laughs> We're giving a riveting emotional. Performance. I want to say, I'm there's tears coming out. Look at this. They're they're almost there. This cuts it's dry in here. And it's I'm better. picking Miyoko's, and here's why. Period. No, what are you doing to Miyoko's? I'm cheesing Miyoko's. I'm creaming <laughs> follow your heart. Okay. Why? I, all positive things about follow your heart. I cannot say enough good things about them. Miyoko's is really just doing it for the veganism of it all. I really, they're like, uh, I, I feel like, you know, I know Miyoko's like sold her company and there's like stuff with that and drama with that. That's all been settled and everything's fine. But I really feel that they're in follow your heart obviously is doing it for the vegans, but Miyoko's is like, let's go out and try new things. Let's yeah. like literally lose our minds. Like they're, they're, they were experimenting with like a vegan cottage cheese using like some type of like weird seed 
pulp or something Mm -hmm. like they're desperately they have a liquid mozzarella that you pour onto a pizza as a liquid and then when you heat it it solidifies i like uh, the the science of it all interests me but they're really really the diversity of products the experimentation the just general you know I don't know vibe of it all. I, I have yeah. to pick them and yeah. every single, you could pick like throw a dart at one of their products and you've just hit a product. That's going to be yeah. delicious and amazing. I eat their mozzarella on its own. I'm also just going to say like, not to spoil anything. Miyoko's I have to say is a top contender for me as well, because Miyoko herself released a lot of recipes online and still is releasing recipes. But one of them, I mean, she is so willing to share information. Absolutely. So she has a, uh, it's an oat cashew yogurt, a, a cashotgurt, one might say. A cashotgurt? That, that is top tier. I, it is, it, it like that opened the door for me to make homemade vegan yogurt. Yeah. It is so good. I, I might make it this weekend. I don't know. So we got Miyoko's Vio Life. I... Do Vio Life is probably by the pound the one that I purchased the most. Mm-hmm. I, I, oh, I've seen your I, absolutely. I I am getting Vio Life the most. The shreds are great. Their products are great. I I they're they're not coming to mind, but I will say that uh, anytime I meander over to the cheese, the vegan cheese wall at the Whole Foods, I'm probably likely gonna pick up a Vio Life thing for myself. That being said, I still think that Miyoko's is gonna be a step above. So I'm going to cheese Miyoko's and I'm going to cream Vio Life. Right. Miyoko's or Daya? This is the battle of them all. Daya has so much immense respect, you know, in my mind for really being truly the number one cheese for me from the yeah. beginning. I also find that Daya is of all of the vegan alternative cheeses. And this is not based on any research, but just based on my qualitative interpretation of things. I believe that most people experiment with a dairy-free lifestyle. Like when they first kind of dip their toe into understanding, I don't want to eat more dairy. It's a toe episode. They dip their toes into that I know, I know, I know. Yeah. It's, I I really find that, and I've got plenty of people in my life that have gone through this, that the first, like kind of the first, like, I don't want to do dairy anymore. I want to stop eating dairy. I want to reduce my dairy. Or I want to experiment with like lessening my impact on climate change. Mm -hmm. Or I want to start to increase more plant-based eating into my life for what ever reason mm-hmm. out of all of the cheeses they start with daya yeah they just do yeah. and it's probably because everybody knows it yeah it is the most recognizable you're like oh that's the vegan cheese the most recognizable yeah. and that's why i'm choosing daya is okay. that they are the cheese that gets people to understand the rest of those cheeses mm-hmm. that you just mentioned yeah. right i think i've got a really good contender for you next um, sorry, did you pick Daya? I'm cheesing Daya. I'm creaming Miyoko's. Wow. Let that sink in. Fast. I know that's heavy. It's heavy. I did not think that, that, that this would go the way that it's going. So real heavy one here. Um, Daya or house party? Not house party. <laughs> so, okay, 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 okay. Because I feel like we haven't even revealed the... Uh, oh, I, we haven't revealed this? I don't want to blow up the spot, but if you're don't a long time... Because 
Oh, like poop. This. <laughs> so the. <laughs> if you're a long time <laughs> listener. This is what the podcast is becoming. If you're <laughs> it's toes, poop, creaming and cheesing. Mm-hmm. The if you are a long time listener, you will remember the drama of Jackson's birthday <laughs> party. <laughs> the drama of Jackson's birthday party of 2023 was that. A certain smell overtook my home (laughs) and every single person at the party independently of themselves smelled the smell and thought that it was someone else having just a terrible BO or having a full blown oopsie doopsie in their (laughs) pantaloopsies and no one said a word. And I I think there were like small little conversations between individuals, but nobody wanted to be like, geez, somebody just freaking stinks here, huh? Which I, so we all just independently were going around secretly. And I mean like what? 20 people. Independently, I don't have a lot of friends, so that's like the maximum amount of people that I know going around, like kind of doing smell investigation to see who the stinker was. And we all kind of came to our own stinklusions. Come to find out that it was a cheese dip I had impulse purchased from Whole Foods to to bring to my house party. And upon heating that dip, it reeked. The entire house smelled awful. Just a really bad smell. The name of that brand, and I didn't want to blow up their spot tonight. The name of that brand is is House Party. The way that you just revealed that is like you're you're sending somebody home on a reality television show. <laughs> the name. The name of that brand <laughs> is. <laughs> Let me say this about House Party. It tastes really good, it though. It is so freaking good. It is so delicious. So delicious. It is so good. And I cannot recommend it enough. I will say that don't be surprised if you take it out of the microphone and your whole house smells like poopy B.O. You mean the microwave. The microwave. What did I say? Microphone. <laughs> Sorry, no, let me, let me take this. If that's a microphone, then... What's this? You're speaking into a can of cheese this whole time, Mama. Oh no! So then, this dream again? So I'm gonna assume then you're you're cheesing, Dea. I'm gonna no 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 no. I, I yes 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 yes. Mm. I'm che- no no no. House you, party. Yeah, That's I'm who's creaming house party. I'm cheesing, Dea. Okay. The last one. You know, are we going to embrace modernity, or are we gonna reject it? Because the last one I have for you is find. Oh come on. FYND find. Find is the next generation of cheese product fully. FYND find. If we're saying that day is the beginning of Gen 2 cheeses, Gen 1 cheeses extending from what the 1600s, 1600s yeah. to 2005, yeah. Gen 2 cheeses. Which is just like, it's just like. It's, the, it's ramping up. It's ramping yeah. up. Like it's, it, it, it's, it's getting faster every time. It's yeah. like microprocessors, right? It's just. Bloop. Yeah. The. Find is a Gen 3 cheese product. It's a Gen 3 dairy product. We non-dairy are, I'm product. sorry. I just I just want to acknowledge that we are applying K-pop gens. Don't to, care. To, to <laughs> I'm talking twice. I'm talking... Yeah, twice a Gen 3. I'm talking... Red Velvet. Red Velvet. Yeah. yeah. Um, the thing about Find is that it's a mushroom-based product where they feed... Myco-fermentation. Yeah. M-Y. CO fermentation. Not, so not one of these. No. This is micro fermentation. <laughs> Microwave intation. Microwave. Keep going. The do you it's microondas, yeah? Do you know who I'm talking about when I say microwave? No. Do you know who Nigella Lawson is? No. Nigella Lawson is this like 
She's a British cook that's just always about to be taken by something in her kitchen. Something, you, the wind's always rustling her hair. She's very seductive in the way oh, that she cooks. Oh, taken in like a, like a gap, but not like, yes. I, I oh, thought it was yeah. like someone's going to come and get her or something. I'm like, what if, is no, she in danger? You know, like, like the window's open and my hair's flown back and I'm just so sultry in front of the microphone. You know, sort of that thing. And so one time she was talking on her Garrett, show. have you ever cooked in the nude? No. That's crazy, right? That's an insane thing to All right, do. Keep going. Keep Hot going. Hot oil. Keep I'm, going. I'm frying chicken. I know. <laughs> keep going. Um, <laughs> and so one time she, I think she's a little bit of a prankster because one time she doesn't really exude this like, like fancy high class air. And so one time she was just talking and with the most straight face, like she said, now we're going to take this mixture and we're going to put it in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> No one says that. For 15 seconds. And just <laughs> kept going. And later on, she was just like, I just thought it was a funny thing to say. I mean, that's 99% of how I roll into the studio. With, yeah. With, with it was so, so funny. I, she's anyway, right. Microwave. Microwave. So the, what, what am I microwaving? <laughs> what are we talking Michael about? Fermentation. Michael fermenting. I'm micro fermenting. So find their... Their stellar number one product for me is their cream cheese. Oh, yeah. Their cream cheese Sorry, is... Bleep that out. <laughs> I spoke when I was inhaling. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the... <laughs> you just got really excited. The The thing is that their cream cheese is just straight up cream cheese. I'm, oh, ne yeah. I'm never going to sit here and stop saying, oh, yeah, weird voices. <laughs> I'm never going to sit here and say that you could, there's a lot of one-for-one -one vegan products. Uh, Veginase, I will say, is a one-for-one. -one. Like, if you are tasting, like, regular Hellman's mayonnaise and I give you a scoop of veginase, it's pretty much the same. The, <laughs> you don't see, have you down, seen me have you down, seen me go through veginase? Down the gullet. Also, it's veginase. A lot of people say veganase. You're wrong. It's made out of vegans. Ground it up. Like baby oil. Anyway. Take your pick. So they're fermenting sugars and they're making the the whey molecule to basically just like make something that is molecularly like basically the same yeah. thing as cream cheese. Like you put that under a microscope, you know, you. But does she have the history? It'll just be white. Does she have the gumption? Can she rival the legacy of I, Miss Dea? It, here's here's my thought process of the choke uh, 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 of my choice. It It is that I. A jury's out. Will find have the lakes. They've got sausages now. Source of goods. Haven't had those. You were under the moon with them, I believe. I know that was um Oh wait, yeah, that was fine. That was fine. Uh they were uh, the way that I initially had them was like, okay, this is fine. But then I added the oil like they suggested. I had yeah. Breco Sandos all day. Breco Sandos, of course. I'm I'm gonna stick with cheesing the cheese of cheeses, which is Daya. Give it up for Daya. Give it up for Daya, everybody. Not Daya. Oh, surprise, surprise. Jackson's oh. a shill for something. Oh, jeez. Oh, who is it? Come in. Oh, who? Jackson, who's at the door? Who's at the door? Garrett, no one's at the door. Who's here? Garrett, are you okay? Where am I? No. <laughs> Garrett, you've been off this entire time. Do you think that we like have a podcast or something? Like, what have you been talking about this entire night? My intuition tells me that it's time to discuss what's on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go first. 
I don't have a lot on the menu this week. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm just kind of like uh, floating around and making whatever. I like I made a pizza tonight. Yeah. I've got some other stuff I want to make this week. I'm making a chill day this week. I'm doing some soups. Okay. I don't really have like a big thing on the menu. I will say that something that has entered my orbit again because of this episode is I'm thinking about big old heads of cauliflower. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about boiling one of those suckers and doing a... So you boil it a little bit. While you're boiling it, you want to blend together some like peppers and some pineapple and some like spices and stuff make yourself um some al pastor sauce and then you just dump it all over the kind of softened cauliflower head you bake that and then you have cauliflower al pastor and i will sit down in front of my television on the floor and i will eat an entire head of cauliflower while i watch like i don't know archer or something mm. and so i'm watching archer right now very funny okay not not appropriate but it's very funny it's uh i, I and i'm gonna probably now that I, you we, 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 i get fixated on foods and so mm. i think i'm probably gonna consume a lot of cauliflower my fiber numbers are gonna come near garrett levels and it's not gonna go well for me i don't have the i don't have the support i'm just gonna be in some in some situation you're gonna, later be, this you're week. gonna be locked in the house what i have made this week um i i bought uh dried fava beans at the store this week i think fava beans are whimsical i think i don't the, i don't know how to use them they you know fava beans are broad beans if you're if you're into that um if you're nasty wide beans and um fava <laughs> beans have been around since like four for four thousand years they have a, a history mama um, so, uh, do not click the madometer up. Well, mamometer. Um, so yeah, we haven't even talked about Madonna, the madometer. Shoot. Oh God. Now it says one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so fun fact, there is a, there's a dish that's called fool F apostrophe O L F U L or F O L, depending on how you anglicize it. That, um, is really commonly eaten in the Middle East, which it's basically you cook a bunch of fava beans. I'm with you. And then you, it's olive oil, okay. garlic, okay. tomatoes, okay. onion. Okay. Um, tomatoes. Yeah. So, well, it's, so you can do some variations. You can blend it up and sort of get like a hummus like paste. Um, the one that I'm doing is with more. With tomatoes like, in it blended like that? Or you blend the beans and then the tomatoes on it? You you can you can do both. That's the thing. Okay, that's the thing. So some wow. people will do like some sun dried tomatoes or like <gasps> blistered cherry tomatoes. Oh. Or, you know, so I, the one that I did was more of like a bean salad in a way. So it was it was cooked uh, it was cooked fava beans with sort of chopped raw tomato, jalapeno or just chilies, onion, olive oil, cumin, and then I put some parsley in there. Um, and apparently like a couple ways that you can eat it. You can either do it on pita. I just do it with a spoon. Um, or if you take onion petals soaked in olive oil, you dip that into the mixture. I'm listening. It is so good. Don't tell me twice. Beans, beans for breakfast. Beans for breakfast. Let's, for breakfast. let's hear it. You said bean salads here for three bean salad. That's one of the best things out there. You 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 go to a grocery store deli. I'm gonna have eight pounds of that. I used to work at a, a university dining. Chickpeas, uh, kidney beans, green beans. Oh that yeah. is, are those those are the yeah. three beans? Vinegar, yeah. sugar. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there are chickpeas. Oh, you said chickpeas. I said chickpeas. Okay, yeah. Um, I've seen other types of beans. I've seen garbanzo beans. I won't there. reveal their identities, but you know I've seen them. Yeah, I've I mean, seen, yeah, they're there. I mean, technically speaking, you got three beans. Yeah. You got three beans out. You got a stew going. Yeah. So mm, rest in peace, yeah. Carl Weathers. Well, on that note, uh, yeah. three bean salad, um, 
Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for letting us talk and spout our little vegan brands. I, you know, I think this is a good episode because everybody kind of knows Daya. Even if you're not vegan, you've yeah. seen Daya around. If Maybe you, you wanted to know more. I, I think I was unaware of the extensive history of vegan cheeses, cheese alternatives. And so if you're out there, go get go get you some Daya. Yeah. I, I go give it a try out their new oat cream explosion. A dollop of Daya. All right. Well, all right. I can't endorse that. Well, my name is Garrett Wagner. If you, oh, well, our, our, our podcast is the No Crumbs Pod. You can find us at, at No Crumbs Pod on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can also find us at mm-hmm. uh, NoCrumbsPod.com. There's mm-hmm. some fun stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Garrett Wagner, mm-hmm. and my at mm-hmm. is at It's Garrett. Mm-hmm. I'm actively listening. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go on. Oh, is it my turn to talk? Go ahead. What am I, oh, I, uh, I was not listening. I'm Jackson Bollinger. You can find me on Instagram at Jackson Bollinger. And that's about it. I don't have anything else to promote yet. I, yeah, I don't either. I'm uh, I'm I'm taking in a lot of content lately, so I've got a I've got a, a thick copy of Solaris next to me. It's not that. It's a it's a quick read. It's a thick, thick, thick is in like a sturdy. You know, like a, it's 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 good content. It's it is good well, art. I, well, it, if we're talking about content, it is a little thick. It's yeah. uh yeah. It's good. Now I get to see that video of uh, Marina Abramovich where Lady Gaga reads the audiobook. Yes. I, yeah, interesting. Well, there goes a gogometer too. All right. Well, well, the missiles are launching, so maybe we'll be back next week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, (laughs) we've mentioned all things we're not supposed to. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Adieu.